All right, I am Haggai Davis III, along with Haggai Davis II, and we'd like to welcome you to Tech Gumbo. Our show is a conversation about the past, present, and future of all things technology that we like to keep topical, interesting, and digestible. We want to thank our sponsor, Cardinal Capital, for making this possible. Cardinal Capital connects businesses to capital. It doesn't matter what business that you are in, Cardinal Capital has the resources all across the United States that are willing to help fund organizations of all sizes, life cycles, categories, and locations. Cardinal Capital works with you to craft the best commercial finance package for you to achieve your business goals. Whether you're looking to refinance current debt because of the new government programs and favorable interest rates, or finance new equipment, or maybe you're trying to acquire another business entirely, Cardinal Capital has the resources to make it happen. When lenders cannot do a loan, they seek out Cardinal Capital to help. The Cardinal Capital guys are easy to work with and fun to be around. Contact them today at 225-308-3700 or send them an email at info at cardinalcap.net and they'll be happy to help you with your commercial finance needs. So each week we take a listener question on a topic that the listener was interested in. When they visit our website, techgumbo.net, this week, however, we didn't really get a good question that we thought was interesting or that you, the listener, would think was interesting. So we're going to punt on question of the week. But if you have a question, and we hope you do, and we hope you go to techgumbo.net and send us your question because we'd love to send you that Tech Gumbo mug. Let's jump right into the big topic. And the big topic this segment is about energy specifically lithium ion batteries. The story we want to tell here is about energy and transition, that oil was the energy medium of the past generation, that most of the world ran on oil, and much of the world still runs on oil. But and, and still will for quite some time. Yes, we, we're not getting rid of oil. We, we are using up the oil, but... Best estimates say that we have at most 50 years left of oil. And so that means that we still plan to have people 51 years from now. So we got to have technologies in place that can still use energy and still move energy around. And the the current generation of energy technology is lithium-ion batteries. And when we say we're going to run out, the world oil supply is estimated at 1.7 trillion barrels of oil. But we're pulling about 20 million barrels of oil out a day. You do the math and that comes out somewhere between 40 to 50 years from now. We're, we're near the bottom of the barrel. And so we got to find something different to do. Right, that's 20 million barrels per day in the U.S. It's close to 100, bill, 100 million globally per day. And so, yeah, the, and that's assuming the current usage rate. If we start using more globally, then that 50 years number starts creeping towards us. And so, you know, that's something that it's, whenever people say we need to make these changes, it's not just for you know because they want to go hug trees it's because at some point in time we have to do something different there's a finite amount and and i grew up in an oilfield family i mean my family's livelihood most of my life was around the oil industry so this is not an oil bashing show here very very pro oil but we're also a realistic show enough to look at numbers and go well 
okay, now what? It was the it was the energy medium of the 20th century. We're in the 21st century. We got to start making changes. We got to start adapting to the times. And this lithium uh, technology is what is really going to start carrying a lot of the load for us. So let's talk a little bit about lithium and why it's so important. First off, if you look around your house, wherever you may be when you're listening to this, look at all the devices that use lithium. Your smartphone, your laptops, your tablets, if you have a Roomba, if you have any kind of device that requires charging, it's currently using lithium ion batteries. Yeah, whenever we were talking about this, I could see six devices and you could see seven just in the room that each of us are sitting in. And so each one of those has a lithium ion battery. And if you think back 10 years ago, that number was smaller. And so you think 10 years into the future, as we move into the Internet of Things, whenever if it doesn't have a direct plug straight into the wall, it's going to have that lithium ion battery inside of it. And you're only going to have more and more devices that will need that battery. Then the idea comes up, okay, you've got all these rechargeable devices today in the year 2022. You look ahead to the year 2030, 2040, 2050. We're not just going to not be able to have these devices that require electric charge to run. So where are we going to get all this lithium from? Yeah, that's one of the, the big questions right now is what are the current mines? Where, where are the pockets in the world? And so people like uh, McKenzie have done studies and they're estimating that we're going to start pulling a lot from Latin America, from Oceania, uh, Sub-Saharan Africa, North America. And that we're going to it's really global. It, it, there's not one singular location or one singular deposit. By the year 2030, we're going to have to be pulling uh, lithium anywhere where we can find it. Right now, the most of the lithium does come from China today. But they've they've been discovering new places on the seafloor in, like I said, in Latin America is where they're expecting the most lithium, to, and by the year 2030, to be to be coming from. And so, okay, that's great. You've got other countries where the lithium is, it's not here in the U.S., so that means it has to be imported or brought to wherever the batteries are going to be manufactured. You're going to have to create plants that will build the batteries, all of the different battery types that you need for all these different devices, because you can't put the same battery in your iPhone that you would in a Roomba, different power levels. You've got different charges that it's going to take in just different form factors. Recycling will need to play some role, but it is a limited role. And it's also lithium mining has some costs to it that any sort of mining is going to place environmental costs. It's going to leak into the groundwater. It can hurt local ecosystems. And so it's not perfect. It is better. It's much better as a energy medium than old ways but it's not perfect. And so that's another thing to keep in mind. You know, we've also, we've been talking about devices that need batteries, but the future won't just be your phone. It'll also be your car and maybe even your house will have batteries. That's right. General Motors is launching a 
big new line of business where they're going to be creating chargers for EVs and energy storage units to power your entire house. This is something that Tesla has been working on for a while, that they're already in the electric vehicle business, they're in the battery business. And so looking to pair battery technology with other forms of renewable energy, because one of the biggest drawbacks of a lot of renewables is that they're not consistent, that the sun shines a lot of times, but it doesn't shine all the time. The wind blows a lot of times, but it doesn't blow all the time. And so if we can use batteries to store the excess whenever we don't need it, now all of a sudden those peaks and valleys of the demand, we can smooth out with this battery technology. That is the idea here. That is what Tesla's been working on for a while. And GM also believes this to be a, a big viable field. And that's why you see them pushing into the space. And just like how oil probably has 40 to 50 years of availability, Lithium only has maybe 70 years worth of availability as well. So when you're sitting there saying, okay, well, we can just move everything to lithium ion and, and that'll be that'll be the problem. That's the end of the problem. We don't have to do anything else because everything's going to be, well, no, not really. Yeah, the this is what people mean when they use the word sustainable is that we can start thinking about what is the next generation going to do? What are two generations going to do? That while, yes, 70 years is a long time for technology to change and adapt, it doesn't mean that we can't start planning for it. And in fact, we probably should. For as long as we want people to stick around for, we should be preparing for them. We should be doing things so that you know we're developing that, that next generation, the following generation, and looking at what are the technologies we have available to us today, how can we use them in new ways how can we make them better how can we make them more efficient and that's while you know lithium will carry us for a long distance it won't carry us forever it it really comes down to we have to start thinking in terms of a hundred years and 200 years and yes nobody listening to this show right now is going to be a lot 200 years from now but hopefully our grandkids and great-grandkids or our great-great-grandkids will be and that the earth is still around and we haven't done something stupid as a, as a society. In the meantime, we can't just sit there and say, oh, well, we're just going to use oil forever because we're going to run out. Oh, we'll just use lithium. Well, we're going to run out. Okay, well, then what's next? What, what are some of the alternatives that are on the horizon for lithium? So one of the materials that is being considered right now is sodium, that it's another reactive alkaline metal. And so the way that batteries work is they store charge by moving electrons back and forth. And so because sodium is another one of those rare earth metals that will attract a lot of ions to it, that it's really good at storing charge, really good at holding charge. And so there are a lot of uh, scientists that are looking through sodium right now to see, can they use it in new ways? And the good news is there's a lot of sodium available. No one technology has to be the be-all, end-all. It's unlikely that we move into a future wherever one technology carries 100% of the load like oil did in the past. It's very likely they will have lithium take some percentage, oil take some percentage, sodium take some percentage, and that it's 
it's split up into all these different fields. One, because it's more stable, it's more sustainable that, you know, if we have an error, an issue in one field, it doesn't collapse everything. That whenever you tie your entire society to a single commodity, whenever the price of that one commodity goes up or down, that determines the fate of everything. And so we're seeing that right now, the limitations of having oil be so critical is that whenever some someone somewhere on the other side of the on the planet does something goofy and all of a sudden the price of gas goes way up well if gas didn't do everything and then we did some of the things well we could shift around a little bit more and we're more responsive and that would give us a way to not be so burdened by what one commodity does when you're out there looking at other types and they're looking at things like graphene and nuclear of all things and hydrogen as well those are long plays away that don't have much of a chance of ever doing anything anytime soon but they are still there's people that are looking for all for alternatives there are researchers scientists who are trying to find they're even looking at even nickel and everyone remembers the nickel cadmium or the nickel metal hydride batteries of the 80s and 90s and and those turned out to not be really good batteries because of the way they stored and, and expended the energy but maybe nickel is the what is the metal that you just need to pair with something different yeah maybe you know our understanding back then was limited in some way and so the most we could get out of it was those batteries the NICAD and the NIM batteries but today or in the future 20 years from now that there's a, a new technology available there's more understanding about how to pair them up and so it becomes part of this broader web of technologies that we can use to store energy because ultimately energy from the sun is free and it's we get way more energy from the sun than we can possibly use at once and so if we could just find more efficient ways of storing that energy, then our only costs are the storage. We don't have to produce that solar energy. And, and we've talked about this on the show before, that how Tesla was trying to create the uh, photovoltaic shingles that you put on the top of your roof. And that, that powers up the batteries, a battery bank there in your house, and your house runs off of that. And that's a great idea except in those cloudy days and those rainy days where you don't get that sunlight, that direct sunlight. You might get some charge on a cloudy day, but you're not going to get all the charge that you need. Well, can you store a week's worth of battery? Not right now. It's also different places will use different technologies. That's the, if you live in Seattle, it's unlikely that you're going to rely on solar power. But if you live in Arizona, then that is something you could do. And that, Different places will have to bring different technologies together. And it's again, it's not going to be that one single source of energy is going to be the be-all, end-all. It's going to be you're mixing a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and some more of the third thing. And then together, that will meet 100% of our demands in the future. And obviously, with the, the way the electric vehicle market is just about to start exploding, you're going to see just exponential growth over the next 10 years in EVs alone. The federal government is pumping money into research. The federal gov government is pumping money into building out charging stations. The federal government, and that's just here in the U.S., that's not all the other places around the world that are trying to encourage people to move towards electric vehicles. 
the problem also becomes if we don't have these renewables some kind of way, the power grid can't just absorb. If, if we shut off all the oil production tomorrow and say, that's it, we're going to quit oil, just move everything to electric. There's not a power grid on earth that could absorb that amount of energy requirements. Right. Because the oil pushes the cars around. And so if we're going to replace the oil pushing the cars around with electricity from the grid to push the cars around, we need to produce a whole lot more. And so it's not just the uh, energy in the batteries. It's also the energy from the power lines that those power lines hold a fixed amount of energy. And so there's a lot of infrastructure that we need to build in order to be able to hit these goals that we've set for ourselves in the future. Now, as you pointed out, that was a large portion of the Biden infrastructure bill was investing in these things, but it's going to take a, a lot of sustained and concerted effort in order to reach these lofty goals. And who knows if we're actually going to get there because we need to see year over year improvement. It's not just this straight line. We need to have that growth whenever we get better and the rate at which we're getting better also gets better. If in 20 years time, we can only be using 20% less oil than we're using today. That would be a huge advancement because we are very, very dependent upon using oil as a planet right now. And to just sit there and say, we're going to flip a switch tomorrow and we're just going to go go all electric. We just don't have that capacity. We don't have the batteries. We don't have the, the, the infrastructure to deliver electricity. We don't have enough power plants to generate that kind of power. Yeah, and that's why you see people talking about building new power plants. That whenever we think about what a disaster some of the, the nuclear power plants that they've tried to build recently, it's not that they've exploded. The nuclear power plants are incredibly safe today. But we just don't have the knowledge, that expertise to build them. And so if you look at the one that was they tried to build in South Carolina, it just faced all kinds of issues. And so people are looking to say, are there regulatory hurdles that we can reduce that maybe we can make it easier to build nuclear power plants or make it easier to build other types of power sources because we'll need to have that and then we'll need to store that in the lithium batteries because our energy is in transition. It's really going to be an interesting next couple of decades to watch as as we try to wean ourselves off of oil. As we said earlier, not to go hug a tree and be green, but just because we're running out. So we've got to start doing something different. And we're always going to use oil. Oil is going to be a, a part of the way we do things for the next 100 years. But it's going to be 100 years because... As we're using oil now, we're going to be using less of it. So the supply will probably last out because we're going to have to move to other things, other types of electric batteries that can charge and, and get us moving around the, the planet the way we do today. Yeah, the challenges that we will face over the next 50 years or the next 100 years are really incredible. They're, they're very difficult and require the, the sharpest minds in humanity to come together to solve these complex problems. And they're existential problems in a lot of ways. But the tools that we have available to us now are much better. These are not problems that we could have dealt with 50 years ago, but we now have no more tools to deal with them. And so if we 
work very hard and we push in the right directions, this is possible, but it's not going to happen magically. No, it's it's going to take a lot of research, takes a lot of scientists, moms, dads. We encourage you to get your kids in the STEM programs, make them, you know, the engineers and scientists and physicists and things like that so they can go out and they can be the one that can discover that that next technology that we can move away from lithium to whatever is is going to be the next big great energy source out there yeah let's do that and then whenever the scientists make these discoveries we should listen to them whenever they present their research and present their numbers and we want to thank general informatics for sponsoring our show General Informatics is an information technology firm with a mission, and that mission is to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology. Based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, General Informatics is a premier IT managed services provider delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers from Texas to the Carolinas. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through the continuous use of innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 120 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, programmers, and designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of businesses, schools, and government agencies. Our managed services teams can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business's strength. This has become a proven formula. So proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need new IT services, new technology, or you just have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. And if you enjoyed our show today, we're here on Talk 107.3 FM every Saturday at 4, and the show will rerun Sunday at 4. If you missed any part of our show, or you would like to hear any of the previous episodes, check out our podcast which is available on most every platform, including Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podcast Attic, Overcast, Player FM, and more. And when you're there, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified every time a new episode is posted. If you like our show, if you have some suggestions or want to submit a question, let us know by visiting our website, techgumbo.net. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.